Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to another special episode of Unsupervised Leadership. This is season two, episode seven, and we have the best drink ever today, don't we, Courtney? We really do. I have been waiting for this drink, and it just came out again from Pollyanna. Kate, tell everyone what we're drinking today. This beer is called Dreamsicle Creamsicle from Pollyanna. I think it's Dreamsicle Flurries. Oh, well, I think it's Dreamsicle Creamsicle. <laughs> she just makes up names I for think, whatever, which is what hey, we hear about today on from one of our interviewees. No, I have, you know what? I like my beer name better. Pollyanna, if you're listening, change it. Let's cheers to that. Okay. So we're back and here we are. We do have a special guest with us on our intro today. And our special guest today is El Orizal. My daughter, she just turned nine. We're so excited about that. And wow. she's like, what, what should I say? What should I say? Elle, are you listening to unsupervised leadership? Say yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're not. Yeah. Okay. We know some content's probably not applicable, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. You're here with us today. And is Kate one of your favorite humans on the planet? Yeah. Oh, so, so, hey, something big just happened in your world. What did you do at Tumbling last week? A backbend kickover. And so what were you able to do as a result? In the intermediate. That's right. Wow. She leveled up. And who was helping you right before this happened? Kate. There you go. Kate is. We have to practice. She's everybody's cheerleader. Yeah. Elle, I was asking you, do you ever see girls at your age not be nice to each other? What did you say? Yeah. Yeah. That's sad because... One of the things that Kate and I have been talking about is how we need to be better as girls, even if we're old like your mom or if we're young like you. So um, we appreciate you being honest about that. Well, let's go ahead and get started with this episode. Kate, go ahead. Take us away. What are we doing today? Today, we have a lot of special guests. We have five guests on today. The biggest best friend group we've ever had. Yes. And I have a new word for everyone. Because you know I like making new words. You do. So oh, no. today we have our fanboys on. Do you want to know what a fanboy is? Oh, do you want to know? I do want to know, but they are <laughs> not happy about this. Go ahead. A fanboy is like a fan girl, you know, like where they are really excited about everything that we do and they're like our cheerleaders. But it's about you don't want to call them a cheerleader, you want to call them a fanboy. So I don't know the average age of the men that we have on our podcast today. I think they're going to love it. I would wager that Joe Sweeney, who mm-hmm. we have on, is probably okay with that. Oh, he's probably okay. And I would say he's probably the youngest. I would say Lance Landek is probably the oldest. And I can guarantee that Lance Landek is not okay with being called a fanboy. I think that it makes him seem really young. And I think he's going to appreciate it, actually. So I beg to differ. I, oh think, I think that it gives everybody like this young, fun, like vibe. Yeah, like good vibe. Like I'm a fanboy, you know, like no one's like, he doesn't want to be called like a fan gramps. Like a grandpa. <laughs> right. No fan gramps allowed. <laughs> oh my gosh. This okay. Great. Well, this is great. Okay. And uh, you do have a favorite person that we interviewed today, Elle. Who is it? Joe. Joe Sweeney. Mm-hmm. You love Joe Sweeney, don't you? He's Buddy the Elf. He's Buddy he the Elf. Yes. Shout out to Joe Sweeney, principal at Old Quarry Middle School in Lamont, Illinois. And he is also Buddy the Elf. And I will say, El Rizal is a big fan of Mr. Sweeney, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I oh, love, love it. Okay. Well, 
without further ado, we have a lot going on in our lives, Kate. We have two big announcements that are come as a result of this yes. particular episode, which I'm really excited about, aren't you? I'm really excited about it. Yeah, it's real serious, the work that we have going on here. This is becoming a little bit of a full-time job for the two of us, but we're yeah. okay with it, aren't we? Full-time job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Ashley Stone. Oh, love her. Yeah. She sent us a message this morning. She continues to be a great cheerleader. If you haven't listened to that episode with Sue Inquist and Ashley Stone, you definitely want to get on that. Yes. We've had some great season two guests. We still have great season two guests to come. And today we have the men who love unsupervised leadership. We do. We have the men who listen to unsupervised leadership are two big announcements. Should we say them? Or maybe we ask people to listen because, you know, I put a Twitter poll out there. Oh yeah. So I did a 24, I've never done a Twitter poll on Twitter, but we put a 24 hour Twitter poll to say, if you, or when you listen to unsupervised leadership, do you a listen to the full episode B listen just to the interview or C listen just to Kate and Courtney. And so I think we had 30 people respond within 24 hours, which I laughed about because we know that we at least have more than 20 listeners. So Mm -hmm. we're happy about that. Yeah. But it sounds like most people listen to the full interview and there were a couple of people that just listened to the two of yeah. them. We don't know why. It's for our moms. Yeah. Thanks moms. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what we want to do about that. I don't know if we want to go I, ahead and say what our, I don't no, know. We I'm do gonna, say it. it to you. We do say it at the end of this episode. So if you're really listening to the whole episode, you'll hear our two big announcements and we will talk about them next week. We'll give you like a little highlight. So you'll get them there. How do you feel about that? I feel great about that because these are two really big announcements. And so without further ado, we have five men on the the podcast today who have been supporters of unsupervised leadership from our very first episode. But we know that there are more men out mm-hmm. there listening than just these five people like Dan Krause, Chad Prozen. We have a whole list of people that are true supporters of this podcast, not only females, but men too. So we love you and support you. But we've chosen these five for a reason because they've reached out to us. They've talked to us. We've had lots of conversation about our episodes. And so today I'll introduce one and then you introduce one. So oh, the first okay. one that we've got today is... Lance Landek, who is a superintendent. He's a great friend, mentor, coach, supporter. We're so excited to have Lance. And we also think that um, he's the most elderly on the podcast. Don't, I did not say that, Lance. When you hear this, I didn't actually know that. So that's her own fault. Okay. All right. Um, You take one. Our next guest, Scott Dart. He's a principal of Villa Park. I used to work with him in East Aurora a couple of years ago, and he's just so kind. He is. We and he him. proves it on the, the pod today. Yeah. The next person that we have, Matt Steins, another superintendent, great supporter. This dude's listened to, I think, almost every single episode he's written into the podcast. He's given us ideas, suggestions, and uh, I'm going to have to go ahead and give him a shout out before we even begin because he's really been a true supporter. So we can't we can't wait to have him on. Who else? Agree. Uh, my good friend, my clowning buddy, Joe Sweeney, principal, old Corey. We already talked enough about him, so he's got enough airtime. Yeah. Okay. There you are, <laughs> Mr. Sweeney. We also have Corey Tafoya today, who is a superintendent. And you got to stay tuned for Corey Tafoya because, yeah, he is going to announce something big at the end of the pod today. Yeah. Is that everybody? That's everyone. Yeah. That's, that's our five. five friends. I love mm-hmm. it. 
Well, without further ado, then let's go ahead and get right to this episode. But before we do that, we have to go ahead and turn it over to Dr. Bhavna Sharma Lewis, our Sparkle sister for today's Sparkle Spotlight. Hi, this is Bhavna Sharma Lewis with today's Sparkle Spotlight. Your legacy and how people remember you become important factors as you age. Your love and your wisdom will live on far longer than any material thing you can pass down. Live your legacy, lead by example, and tell your stories. These will travel farther than you can imagine. Cheers to living your best life. Sparkle on. Well, Kate, here we are. I'll tell you what, this is either going to be the best idea that we've ever had, or it will absolutely be the worst idea that we have ever had, right? I agree. We've got a lot of special guests on today. We do. This is the most guests that we've ever had, and they're all dudes. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. Okay, gentlemen, tell us who you are. Tell our listeners, how do you know us? And most importantly, what are you drinking today? Or what is your favorite drink? Corey Tafoya, you're up. All right. Good morning, everyone. Uh, it's uh, a privilege as a longtime listener, first time caller here to be uh, with all of you. Uh, I'm Corey Tafoya, who uh, serves in Harvard, Illinois, in District 50 as the superintendent. Been there. This is my fifth year now. So uh, proud to be there. And I know Courtney through working with the uh, ISA Professional Development Committee. And I think we probably knew each other before that just through being around in Springfield. And I got to meet Kate uh, at about 530 in the morning. It felt like at a Starbucks uh, down in Springfield. So it was good to be able to meet her uh, in person after listening for a year. And I grew up in Wyoming. So uh, my drink of choice is Coors Banquet Beer. Uh, that's, that's my go-to watching, uh, people in Wyoming. That's kind of what you, what you do, but, uh, among other things, like me some whiskey sometimes too. I love that. We would like to everyone to know that it is 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning before the Chicago bears game. And we're all pre-gaming together. Isn't this great? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a virtual pre-game. Everyone's going to want to do this. Now we're starting a trend. This is a trend and we've never heard of this beer that Corey has, but I'm feeling like we absolutely need to try it. Okay, Corey, thank you. Who's up next after Corey? Okay, so we can't even remember who goes next after Corey. God, you guys suck. I'm going to tell our listeners right now, this is how we started. And I knew this was not going to work. Kate said, we're going to give everybody a number. And then once you go, if we start with you and you're number three, whoever is number four goes next. Kate, I told you they wouldn't be able to figure this out. And this is Great. a very- an example. Hey guys, hey guys, uh just to be fair though, didn't Courtney start with number two? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was start with number one though. She did. Then I started I wasn't listening who got assigned. God. Okay, I'll hold up my I'll hold up my fingers to say what number goes next. That'll be better. Okay, go right. ahead. Oh hey everybody, Joe Sweeney here. Um <laughs> how did I meet Courtney? Uh Courtney hired me, uh, which gave You're me welcome. My- they gave me my first opportunity as a building principal at Old Quarry Middle School, um, and then she left me after a year. So it was a it was a quick stint together. Uh, and Kate is uh, my coworker, colleague, my principal buddy, my uh, go to. Uh, you know, when we have our highs and lows and ups and downs, our vent sessions, our uh, everything up and down. Um, what am I drinking today? I mixed up a Bacardi and diet just to get this Bears game uh, off and going. I'm going uh, I'm going strong today, even though I'm 
coming off of a wedding performance last night. So I'm a little sore. Oh, wow. Did you rip your pants? Nope. Survived the pants, which is always a win uh, year after year. You know, but we, 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 we won the night. Good. We're proud of you. Thank you, Joe. Who's next? Uh, that'd be me. I'm number three. There we go. Uh, Matt Steins, uh, my privilege to be the superintendent at Grant District 110 in Fairview Heights. Uh, lifelong Fairview boy. Uh, live a little bit south of there now, but I get to run the school district that I grew up in, which is really a pretty cool thing to do. Uh, St. Louis guy all my life. So you got to stick with the Anheuser-Busch products. Bud Select is my beer of choice. It is a local beer. It's brewed only for the loose. So if I get outside of 200 miles, I, I got to switch up to something else. But uh, but I also have an affinity for uh, a nice glass of wine, preferably a Cabernet when, uh, when the mood strikes. Is that what you're drinking right now? Uh, no, I'm on ice water this morning. I hate to say it. Uh, I got to be a papa. I've got football games all afternoon for my little guys. So I'm behaving myself this morning. Okay. So you'll tailgate later, basically, is what you're saying. Sounds good. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to admit to that. <laughs> okay. We support it. Well, uh, it's hard to follow Matt in anything, but my name is Lance Landek. I'm the superintendent of Oakland, uh, number five in Coles County. In Oakland, Illinois. Uh, for those of you that don't know where that's at, that is uh, down near Champaign, Illinois. And I uh, met Courtney through the ISA School for Advanced Leadership, I believe it was about 2015 or so. And then just met Kate through her, basically with Kate hanging around with Courtney, I guess you could say. Um, coming off a big win last night for Illinois football and then hoping to continue that today with the, the Bears game. So got to stay with the same drink, which is a uh, whiskey and diet and it just depends whether the diet's uh caffeine free or regular depending on the time of day so what is it right now it's regular okay we're proud of you way to go caffeine free after three o'clock got it he's trying to get pumped up for this podcast <laughs> totally <laughs> all right uh, good morning everybody scott dart principal at westmore elementary school um i am the minority here today. I am not prepping for a game at noon. Mine is at 325. I have my spotted cow from Wisconsin because I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin, and in my Curly's mug um, to enjoy that at 325 when the Packers hopefully get back on the right track. So enjoy your week, uh, Chicago Bears fans. We'll see how they do today. I know you guys are feeling good and we are not, but uh, enjoy <laughs> it while you can. Hopefully, hopefully. Listen, we'll that's Scott's only downfall is that he's a Packers fan. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> so uh, I know uh, Kate, she was my administrative intern for a year and then also my AP for a year when we were back at Hermes Elementary. Uh, it was great time working together. Um, and then I met Courtney at Kate's wedding. Um, she officiated the wedding and, uh, it was a great celebration to be a part of. Yeah, it really was. Wasn't that fun, Kate? It was, it was so fun. It's hard to believe it was almost two years ago. It's so crazy. You made right? a great choice in choosing me though. Thank you. You did. That was a good choice. All right, guys, this is the best question of the day. I think, I think so too. I can't wait. I know. Real talk, oh. how many episodes have you really listened to is part A. And part B is why are you listening? 
What's your favorite episode or message? So let's start in numerical order with number one. So I would say I've listened to three episodes. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Okay. I have, you know, um, one of my favorite ones was, um, when you guys brought on, uh, at, what is it? Adam welcome. Yeah. And, uh, but, but I will say the favorite one was the moms just because, um, it got very personal, like, and it's fun to see the other side and the better, like your moms. And I'm a big kind of a mama's boy, uh, so to speak. So I always give the shout out to the moms, but like, just to hear you guys interact with your moms and just even for them to be so proud of you too. Thank you, Joe. Do you know how many episodes we've actually recorded? Yeah, it's two seasons. So I think we're at like, uh, there's eight or nine episodes in season one or eight or nine episodes in season one. And so what are we at? 14 or 15? Yeah, it looks like Joe's missing the Bears game today to watch, listen to the rest yeah. of the episode. <laughs> Basically, you need to get caught up, is what we're saying. And you were chosen to go first for a reason because I told Kate, you need to put him on that question first because he'll start researching and we want an honest answer. So I, I gave an honest it. answer. I gave an honest answer. <laughs> That's so great. Very good. All right, Corey, you're up. Uh, well, I think I've caught all of them, actually, other than just this uh, recent one that dropped yesterday. I didn't have time yesterday, but I I think you've done some amazing things to create real conversation that, that I carry through. And one of the things that I, I don't think I'm alone in this is that I share some of the thoughts and some things you're thinking about uh, on Monday with my admin team. Uh, there are things that are so practical and immediately useful that it always becomes a topic and useful for me to drop into conversations. And I've shared with all of them, and I know that many of them are now listeners. Uh, so you've got a big uh, fanship up here in Northern Illinois because really, and I love the Bhavna drops too. I mean, I think those come in at a good time and they kind of break it up. And uh, those are really important to me too. Because There's one that she had a couple of weeks ago that I had to rewind three or four times just to digest all that because there's so much good stuff. So I am a huge fan and share with a lot of people that you get a really a lot of, but the reason I listen is because it's fun. I don't want to, I'm work doesn't have to be fun all or be boring and we don't have to be uptight all the time. And you guys give a great example of how it's okay to be fun and great at your job. And I, I admire that a lot. Thanks, Corey. Joe, I hope you heard what he just said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, wow. Why do, why do I listen? Um, well, first, I've caught just about every episode. I'm in the same boat as Corey. I didn't catch yesterday, and I'm about halfway through last week, just being a little busy. But, uh, man, the two of you roll out some really great content, and I really appreciate the perspective that you bring and the thoughts that you bring to the table. And, uh, yeah, that straight talk is just fantastic. Um, you guys lay it out there. Um, I'm with Joe. I really like the mom episode. Um, loved hearing your moms. Uh, you know, I think the part I like the best is you guys crack me up. So like Courtney, when you were trying to get Loretta to figure out the tech, that, that was hilarious. I was <laughs> laughing my butt off in the car. It's like, yeah, this is, you're like, this is just a train wreck and, and that's great. Um, but the messages are all good. You know, uh, Damon West was a really great thing. Thanks for being a stalker, Kate, and getting him on your show. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, in season one, you started off with Brent Clark and Nancy Blair and Sandy Brown. And, and those are three people that I really idolize and love to hear their messages and just always really good stuff. 
So thanks for what you do for our profession. Thanks. Thanks for being a true listener. Joe, I hope you heard that too. <laughs> Lance, Lance, you're up. Well, yeah, I got your I got your back, Joe, because to be honest, I don't listen to podcasts. Um, except for this one. And I probably don't listen as much as, as maybe, uh, Matt or Joe, but, uh, I'd say probably four or five episodes, especially early on. And my favorite ones were, uh, Brent Clark and, and Sandy Brown, just because of the personal connection I have with those two individuals. But I would have to say my, my favorite moment of the ones I've listened to, it's not with one of the speakers, but was the whole discussion on whether, a sesh is actually a real thing or not. And I think it really uh, amplified the, uh, what do we call it? The generational gap maybe between the two hosts and then the general Asian gap that we all experience on a daily basis at work. And to this day, I, uh, I still side with you, Courtney. Uh, I don't think sesh is a real thing. And uh, I guess we can continue to, to argue about that. Thank you, Lance. Uh, that's why you're oh, today. No, we don't care that you only listen to three episodes because clearly you understand. And I do want to over here. And the generational gap that exists between the two of you. Which is basically the age gap. I think that's what I'm trying to say. And you're older than I am. You man. said, you said it, not me. Okay. All right. Okay. Just I just, before we move to Scott, Sesh is a thing. Scott, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Kate does come up with words that are new and you just have to go with them. And that would be one of them for sure. Thank you, um, I, I could totally see that word coming up and it's it being real because Kate has made it real. It will be real at some point um, mm -hmm. in the dictionary because of Kate. She will make that happen. Um, I've probably listened. I'm, the last two I have not heard, but the prior to that, I've gotten through them all. My favorite is Damon West. Um, just the, the whole idea of the coffee bean just was, I had to listen to that twice. Um, just the amazingness of that story and his story, uh, just really appreciated that. Um, and how we just can have an effect and how coffee is that way. And it, it it's kind of personal to me because I didn't start drinking coffee till like three years ago. Um, when the pandemic hit, I decided I needed something different than Mountain Dew. And that's what I started to drink. And uh, so it really actually means a little something more to me because I used to just be against it. And now just to know how that uh, kind of figures into how we, you know, persevere and, and, and get through things the way he did is uh, one of the topics I thought that was great. I love the would, we, would you rathers because uh, you guys are real on those things. Um, I know that <laughs> they can be pretty tough um but uh you guys are real about that and you're genuine so i just love that about uh, the podcast just really you know the issues that come up i mean i really like you know how you talked about how you know women have struggled to treat each other the right way in leadership and how just seeing that and trying to understand that because you know i have 99 percent of my staff is women and it's me and just trying to make sure they're supporting each other as well, um, trying to model that and just trying to understand that dynamic and because I, I am not. And so I appreciate listening to that and getting insights from you as well as your guests. Smart. Hey, listen, so we know that the five of you, all joking aside, do listen. We appreciate that you're such supporters and you've talked about why you listen, but we know that we actually have a contingency of men, other men in the field who are listening. Corey, I just have a quick question for you. Why do you think men are listening to this podcast outside of the ones that we just heard from? Why would they listen? Well, I think we all have to acknowledge that we have blind spots in our leadership. Um, 
skills and things that we need to be more aware of. And, and I'm similar to many of you that many of on my, uh, my executive cabinet is two women and myself and our cabinet is um, 80% women. And so anyway, I can find to be a better leader and help those support those people that are doing the work for our kids. If there are things that I can get more attuned to, to help them, I've found like we're going through some things with district turnover and leadership positions, things that I've heard in the podcast have helped me be more aware to some of the transition things that our new female leaders need in terms of support and communication and camaraderie and some things to watch out for when things get a little territorial and we aren't supporting each other as a team, whether that's gender-based or for whatever reason, it's really kind of opened some blind spots for me um, that I thought, boy, I didn't pay attention to that the way I should. So it has absolutely helped me understand situations better and have a better understanding of, okay, now's not the time to talk. You just need to listen uh, at this moment. It's been incredibly enlightening for me, actually. And I have two daughters and it's also good to help, help me understand my uh, two amazing young women I'm raising and help be a better dad, frankly. Good. Thank you. Okay. So for all of you, it actually leads. Hey, Courtney, before you, before you move on, can I add to that? What Joe just said? Uh, what Corey um, said? Yes. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. What Corey just said. Yeah. Yes. Um, sorry. I might. Um, um, just like him, he said, you know, he has two daughters and, and being married with, uh, two adult daughters now I, I've grown I've I've seen that how important that is for your daughters to have somebody that they can look up to and and kind of uh, be a, that role model and I know you've talked about different things with L and I maybe you've been that a little bit for Kate but as far as for men listening one they can do that like Corey said that you know they have the daughters but also I think it's important to understand it's on Saturday morning when we're listening to these and we all want to talk about refreshing and recharging. And although ultimately you're getting back to education and leadership, I think the men listen because you guys are real and, you know, you're just being yourselves and, and it's, it is still a nice break or a, a escape from, from education and leadership, even though ultimately that's what we're still learning by you know, about by listening to you. Thank you for saying that. And we actually have a whole question about daughters that I'm going to jump to because both of you have already put this out here, but you all have daughters and we obviously love you. You all have daughters. We want you to tell us what would be your one greatest hope for your daughter or daughters when they are in the workplace? What is the one thing that you would hope the most for your daughter in the workplace? Steins, I'll start with you. Wow. Um, so my daughter's, uh, I've got a granddaughter, she's 33, so she is in the workplace. Um, what I hope for her is that, one, she's treated fairly, that that she doesn't, that she has all the opportunities in the world to advance if that's what she wants to do. The other piece that I really want, I want her to be happy, and I want her to thrive, and and I want her to advocate for herself in the workplace. My daughter, uh, my daughter has great insight with people and she's very good at working with people. She's in education. She works as a paraprofessional here where I live. Um, what a wonderful person with kids. And, and I hope that somebody besides your dad encourages her to continue to foster that. I've, I've repeatedly tried to get her to go back to school, finish that degree. You know, you really should be a teacher. You're you're wasting your talents. And, and I want to see somebody tap her on the shoulder and, and give her that same encouragement away from just dad saying it's a good idea. 
Love that. Shout out to your daughter. Who's next? Yeah, um, I agree with Matt. And Matt, maybe that's why we're friends, because I think we do have a lot in common. I myself have two adult daughters, one that actually has sons. And, uh, you know, yes, that makes me a grandpa. Uh, you want to point that out, Courtney, <laughs> as, as you almost spit up your drink. Um, but again, to, to uh, reiterate what Matt said, I, I want both of them and whatever they do to be happy, primarily find a, a profession that they're happy in and they enjoy doing. My oldest was in education and uh, she switched and uh, is now in banking. And even though I know from day to day, just like in our positions, it's a real struggle. I think she is happy with what she's doing. And I know my youngest loves what she's doing. Um, so that I think that's most important and same for all of us and same for the people we lead. If, if you're not happy, find something else you're happy in. Amen. Shout out to your two daughters too. Who's next? Yeah, for me, I got, I have two daughters, uh, what is it? Five and three. So, um, you know, as I watch them navigate the world, it's just trying to get them to always be confident. Um, and number one, that they can be whoever they want to be. And, um, it really, it really started to hit home once I had two daughters and now I see, I mean, Courtney hired me. So I had a, um, superintendent, female boss, and then my first, role as assistant principal at a female principal and both experiences I've, I've observed different situations of like, for an example, um, you know, a female, my female principal would say something maybe to a family, same thing. I would say the same thing, but then I would be heard differently. And so, and I always brought that up to my wife. Like even when I came home from work, like it just doesn't make sense to me and I can't, but it's there. So as I kiss the girls goodnight every night, I always tell them like, hey, you can be whoever you want to be, be proud, be confident, um, you know, and, and those are the things that I want them just to be taken seriously and uh, not because of their gender, um, but they, they can truly do anything. And if we continue to lift up and uh, I think uh, Matt said that, or maybe Corey said this, but it's about us lifting up and, and tapping the, the teachers in our buildings to be leaders. Like sometimes they just need that nudge and we've all had that nudge from somebody. So as, uh, as uh, Scott said, he said, you know, 90% of his staff is females. Well, now it's up to us to get them in those leadership roles so that we can inspire and have them uh, inspire the rest of us around us. So, so many times I think it's like about confidence and not thinking that they're or anybody's good enough, but everybody is good enough. As long as you have someone in your corner to back you and believe you believe in you. I love what you say, Joe. And I love that one of the things that stood out to me the most in that was I want my daughters to have that confidence. I want my daughters to get the job because of their confidence and their ability, not because they're a girl. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Good for absolutely. you. I mean, absolutely. You don't want them just because, oh, we need a female in here. No, we need a leader. And that that doesn't have a male, female identity. It's a leader. It doesn't matter who you are. Just go lead. Be you. I love that. Thank you. Who's next? Me. Um, I have two daughters. I have a sophomore and a sixth grader, and they couldn't be any more different. Um, one is quiet and timid. That's the older one. And then the sixth graders fierce and, and ready to go. Um, and I want them to, you know, use their strengths, um, to be leaders. Um, so to serve others, um, to, but to believe in themselves, um, because they both have those qualities that are going to just make a difference in the things that they want to do. So I, I just always try and encourage them 
because they're going to do two very different things. And it's been really hard to to raise both of them because they're going in such different directions, but trying to encourage their strengths to be like the things that they love, that they'll be um, just difference makers. I want them to be difference makers, but uh, through service and through encouragement and uh, just knowing that they can make it happen. I love that. Shout out to your two daughters. Kate always says, Scott Dart is one of the nicest, greatest humans on the planet. And you are, yeah, you, you really, really are. Thank you. We love that. We have one more, don't we? Yeah. It's Corey. Yeah, that's me. And it, it's, it's a timely question because I uh, have had kind of an emotional week with my daughter. Cause I just dropped her off in Spain to work for the year. She graduated from college and she chose a gap year to go over and she's actually teaching English in a, a middle school near the Mediterranean, this beautiful place. But we arrived over there without a hotel or without an apartment, without anything. We just kind of had to figure it all out. So I just watched as she navigated the bus routes and finding a realtor and get a place and by sheets, by pillow, by towels. And by the time we left, we were there uh, <laughs> five days. I thought, boy, I should just be scared as hell right now, leaving her over here. But I wasn't at all. And, I, and as I thought about your question, Courtney, the thing that I want most for my daughters is just this irrational independence and confidence in the self that no matter what happens, they're ready for whatever life presents. And that includes choosing whatever relationships they want to be involved in. I think you two are a good relationship model um, for what I hope my daughters can achieve because they are finding people, uh, my daughter now in Spain, she's choosing friends with Spaniards. She's choosing friends with uh, other Americans there. She's got a friend now from Poland, I, I think she said. So they're they're meeting all these new people, but it's that independence that I want them to have. And it's uh, back goes back to, uh, I think something Joe said, it's just that confidence that wherever they're at, wherever that they know they're good enough and they can do everything. And so it's been an emotional week just thinking about how prepared uh, they are. And I, uh, I think about them every second of every day, it feels like, uh, and just hoping they're going to be um, in a place where they're going to be happy and loved and, and fulfill and put a spot in the world that, uh, that has their name on it. Do, I always say, do something that has your name on it. And I'm, I'm hoping they're going to. Shout out to your two daughters. Kate, doesn't this warm your heart? First of all, Kate lost, her dad. Kate lost her dad at a young age. I don't know if um, a lot of people know that. And I just recently lost my dad, but when I think of the five of you, I think Kate and I both have such great respect for each of you. We give you a hard time. We know it, but we really respect you as leaders, but you're just great dads. So thanks for being great dads, because I think that daughters look up to their dads so much um, for as long or as little of time as they have. So thanks for just being you. All right, Kate, you're up. Yeah, we do love you guys. You're all good humans. That's why you're here. Um, so we have a question. What is it that you do? every day, or you at least try and do every week that promotes women in leadership in your daily work. So if you can all think of something that you're, you think about, it's a conscious effort. I'm going to go and do this this week because my daughters, because of what I believe in, because of what I listen to anything like that, Lance, you want to start? And I don't know if mine's so much something I do every week, just because I mean, my administrative team is myself and my principal, which does happen to be female. And the last, uh, previous one was female as well. But I think it's just how I carry myself in, in doing my job. And then when I'm out, like at um, the superintendent's conference or different things, is um, I think you see a lot of what I would call groups or cliques in those things. And I think it's important to bring those two groups together and um, 
and, you know, show maybe the group of just the males that, you know, these women can do the job as well. And, and in some cases do it better, um, obviously, but uh, I think it's just to kind of on a regular basis, just make it part of how you carry yourself to, to treat all leaders, whether male or female, um, mm -hmm. with the, the support and the respect they deserve. And I, I guess it's kind of hard for me to answer, but you know, one thing I did, I, you know, Courtney did have the uh, women in leadership thing to kick off the superintendents conference. And I didn't think it was that big of a deal to go, but I guess Kate was in there. Yeah. Kate, you were in there too in the audience because we sat together, but that, that's just something I do. And I guess I just do it subconsciously just because, um, I'm there to support my friends who just happen to be female. Yeah, Lance, you do a great job at this. He was the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. yeah. Smartest dude there. He was. Yeah. Really was. Surrounded by amazing women. Yeah. Yep. Joe, you're up. Uh I mean, that's that's a very reflective question for me for Juan, because then I'm thinking to myself, like, what do I do um, you know, weekly or daily? I think in my role is even with my my leadership team is uh one male one female but just inspiring both of them and uh especially you know jen the the ap to go on and, and lead and do more and don't just be thinking i'm an a, a lifelong ap because you're not um but also just utilizing the the teachers the female teachers around the building to be leaders um but i guess for me i i got i don't i don't think i try to do anything that's necessarily intentional <laughs> but just being me uh, and taking care of each other and taking care of all, all the people in uh, our organization. So, you know, and plus in inspiring, you know, telling Kate to keep chasing her dreams and, and any chance that I can get, like, you know, we just got to lift each other up. So I guess for me, I guess daily, just, just being who I am and trying to do um, as much as I possibly can to lift. Yeah. You do a great job at that, Joe. You really do. Well, thanks Kate. Hey, no problem, buddy. All right, Corey, you're up. Well, I think it's it's part of an organizational culture. I don't know that I can say what I personally, but we have an organizational culture where we try to create a lot of pathways to leadership in our district. So that means the various team leader positions and the stipends. And what I've noticed through that, because we do have a lot of leadership positions where people are coming up through the ranks. And what's satisfying now is uh, in the district, we've seen some people go from team leader to um, some of our TOSA positions that are uh, student support facilitators. And now one of them has come through that ranks from team leader to student support facilitator to assistant principal. And uh, shout out to Yolanda Roldan, who has been nurtured by another female leader, leader, our assistant superintendent, Dr. Vicki Larson, to see what she could do. But she had a pathway and she had a, uh, a supportive superintendent as well as a, a really encouraging and vibrant assistant superintendent who really championed her on the way and to watch her at her interview, like just all the experiences she'd been provided and how confident and how much growth she'd made from her first interview for a team leader interview where she just was unsure if she could do it to how she spoke as assistant principal. I would just like, my heart was ready to jump out of my chest because I was just so proud that the district had provided that. But you you do have to be very intentional that there are a lot there's a lot of talent inside your organization and many times that's untapped unless you go looking for it and I think that's especially true with some are females because they sometimes do need a little bit more encouragement but then the product when they get to that point is is absolutely beneficial to your organization you're missing out if you're not tapping those people on the shoulder. Great, Matt, you're up. 
So I I lean heavy on relationships. I'm I'm a relationship guy. Um, I I know in my core we are a service industry. We're a people industry, and if if we don't take care of our people, if we don't acknowledge what's going on with them, if if we don't support them, elevate them, they they're not going to be productive. And and I think the relationships carry through a lot of what I do. And I think that's what really helps promote the the women in my district as as well as uh, as a profession as a whole. <clears throat> you know, I, I think about a couple of folks, uh, we had some teachers with 75s that stepped up and covered the buildings while we were out. My principals were at IPA and I had a, a another work gig that I was at. And and I checked in with both of them afterwards. And it's interesting, the perspective, uh, both ladies that covered and, and one of them looked at me and said, you know, man, I figured out I want nothing to do with administration after covering the building for a couple of days. But it, it turned into a really great conversation about, well, you know, you really do have the skills and, and you have what it takes despite the crazy stuff. And it opened up to a good conversation about trying to get her to just rethink what happened and why she had that kind of bad taste in her mouth. And, and then the other one, uh, she's like, I asked her, I said, so looks like everything went well, you were right on target. It's like, you know, are, are you going to be the next building principal? Because I've got some retirements coming down the pipe. And then she lit up and, and she's that good. And I want her to know that you've got what it takes and you need to stay on target with that. The other piece that I'm I'm really proud of, I, I get the opportunity to coach superintendents up and down the state through ISIL and TLA and, and uh, a lot of those are ladies. And what a great opportunity in that kind of work to really help them think about the struggles, the problems, the goals they have, and then how can I help you achieve those? And how can we work through that and find some solutions and really encourage them to, to keep rocking and rolling and do great things? Oh, we love that. Way to go, Matt. All right. Last but not least, Scott Dart. All right. Uh, the one word would be uh, on a daily basis is, is encouragement. Um, just constantly letting my staff know, my leaders know, um, you know, building up their strengths so that they just have that confidence when that leadership time comes, that they're ready to do it. Uh, I send notes, uh, you know, obviously emails, but personal notes, just letting them know, you know, they did a great job with that uh, PLC, or if they did a great job with the kids or with their parents, just so that they, they, they have that boost to, to know that uh, they can do it. And in another way that I've done it and I've enjoyed and I was lucky enough to have Kate as an admin intern. I've had six admin interns and just being able to coach future um, type 75 students. I, I love that aspect because you just be able to get them in the job and just to see how they can make a difference in that position different than teaching. It's awesome to teach, but it's awesome to make a difference as a leader and just to be able to coach up um, future leaders. That's been one way I've been able to do it. And just, I love that aspect. And I'm so thankful to North Central College to, to tap me with new students on a regular basis. Scott, actually, just so everyone listening knows, he's the first person. I was his AP and we were sitting outside. I don't know if you remember this, Scott, but it was during a SIP day. And he looked at me and he said, so how long do you want to be a assistant principal for? And I said, I don't know. I just started this job like three months ago. And he had said, you could be a principal tomorrow if you wanted to. I just want to know how long you're going to stay and work with me. And 
that was one of the kindest, most eye-opening experiences I ever had. So thank you, Scott. You're welcome. It's so true. Kate, how old were you then? I was 28. There you go. Kudos to Scott Dart for looking at a 28-year-old female and saying, you could be a principal right now. That's the key. And one of the things that Kate and I are constantly talking about is that no one should define your path. And I also heard Joe say that when he's talking to his female assistant principal, like, hey, don't be a lifer AP, go out and be a principal. And the superintendents that are on the screen, we know that these are superintendents that look at females regardless, regardless of their age, regardless of the fact that they're a female and they say, hey, you should go be a superintendent. That's the type of thing that we are really pressing here at Unsupervised Leadership. All right, so I'm gonna ask you one of two questions. You can choose which one you want. Are you ready? Lance, you're gonna be up first. Number one, the question is either, what does unsupervised leadership mean to you? Or are we in public education still experiencing women being treated differently than men in the workplace? You choose which one you want to answer. Do you like this, Kate? I'm going off script. Wow, this is great. It's like multiple choice. <laughs> I know, I'm really loving it. Lance, what do you want? Yeah, um, I'm going to unsupervised leadership one because I forgot the second one as you were reading it because I was <laughs> focusing on the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, believe me, you'll all get there. Um, (laughs) Unsupervised leadership to me just basically means do it how you want to do it. There are no set rules, male or female, just there's there's no framework. There's no certain pattern. And if there is, break it because you just need to do what you think is best to lead the group that you're in charge of. What was the second question? Well, I was putting it into the chat just to help some of you who have ADHD. I'm not saying that all of you do, but the second question is, do you believe that we are still experiencing issues with women being treated differently than men in the workplace in our field? And And the quick answer is yes. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. I'd like to tackle that one, Courtney, because uh, I have we've had a couple of recent examples as I work closely with, like I said, my executive cabinet and both female. Uh, we work with a lot of other people and outside vendors. And just recently it was uh, we were having a meeting with uh, with someone and they said, well, Dr. Tafoya and Vicky. So I was Dr. Tafoya and she was Vicky. And here we were, these colleagues working together on a project. And very truthfully, she was doing 80% of what needed to be done in this. But yet I was Dr. DeFoy and she was Vicky. And they just, those are little slights and little things that are noticeable in just the perceptions. And it wasn't a malicious thing, but those are the, the things that exist still that we have to be aware of. And I'm getting a lot better at just kind of finding those moments and saying, well, hey, uh, let's maybe... Uh, clean up on that a little bit because it does unintentionally say something about what what the perception of a leader is supposed to be. And I, and I, I'm getting more aware of those things. Thank you. That's a great example. Who's next? I can go. Uh, I, I'm, let's see, I'm going to take the unsupervised leadership. What does that mean to me? And I think it's just uh, a lot of time in leadership. There's, there's always the, the people out on the outside, right. Or the people watching you attempt to lead is what I, t- I call it. But, and that is just being you um, never lose focus on, on who you are as a person. And uh, you, you have to, like, I always say this phrase t- to many of my teachers, I am who I am, you know, and uh, there's times when I am all over the place. Yeah, there is, is there's times when I might be running around like my, my head's on fire, but what it comes down to it, 
is that I'm still going to treat you like a human. I'm still going to have your back. Uh, I'm still going to demonstrate that family is extremely important to all of us. I'm going to still demonstrate that I'm a, a father first, husband second, or probably both of those in the same, but also someone that you can trust and that will have your back. So I think it's, it's just be you, man. And uh, I think Kate knows and, and Courtney, you know, you hired me. It's just, sometimes I go off script and, uh, and that's, that's perfectly okay. And I think everybody needs to just realize that just go off script and you know what, if it flops, it flops. If it doesn't, you succeed, you know, and take a chance on yourself, but never lose focus and, and, and just be who you are. So um, and I think I love that phrase. Like I am who I am. It is what it is. You know, I'm all over the place. I get it, but I know where I'm going. I know where we're going. It might take a few, uh, quick speed bumps, but we're going to get there. Yeah. You're an awesome principal. And let me tell you, I love it when you went off script. It was the best. We had a good time. Didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we sure did. We, uh, uh, Kate and I called it clowning. Yeah, that was, we're clowning. <laughs> and I was in full support of it all day, every day. <laughs> it's really good. Who's next? Well, you know, I'll hit unsupervised leadership as well. Um, I just, I love it because it means creativity. My mom was an art teacher. I am horrible at art, but I love the concept of just giving it a, a try and, and going after it and just trying to find ways to make things real, authentic, and memorable. We do things at uh, Westmore called We Wednesdays. They're like the fun Fridays of PBIS, but we do We Wednesdays because we're Westmore. And we do a monthly and it's to celebrate our kids, like just doing an awesome job of being safe, respectful, responsible, and problem solvers. And we make them memorable. This year's theme is back to the future. And so we did time travel this last Wednesday and it was a crazy amount of work, but the kids never forget the things that we do for them like that. And just, and it's, it can be a lot of work for staff, for myself, more for myself than them, but uh, just to make it memorable, to be creative and to be off script is what you got to do. So a kid walks out of that building, learning something that day and remembering it. And uh, so I, I think that's unsupervised leadership is trusting yourself, going with it and making a memory for a kid that day. And Scott, real quick about the unscript and getting kids to the bottom line is you, you get, you create a place where kids enjoy and love and want to be every day. The learning takes care of itself. Yep. Exactly. Matt, I think you're up. You're the only one, right? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to, First off, guys, making memories, I, I love that. And and I believe that for years, that if, if school's fun, the kids are going to learn. And that's all there is to it. I, I never sweated test scores a whole lot. It's like, just take care of our people, love our kids, and everything else will work out the way it should. So kudos to hear that from you guys. I'm going to go on to give you a little balance here, ladies. I'm going to go on the women question so that we're like 3-2 here. I do, unfortunately, still see some of the biases between men and women in our profession. I, I think at the superintendent level, maybe that happens a little more. Uh, unfortunately, I think there there is still judgment made. I, I think the, the ladies in our field, particularly in the higher level leadership, really have to work harder for credibility. And, and Corey, your comment about how the vendors treat our female leaders, boy, I've seen that firsthand too many times to count where, you know, the, the lady superintendents are just like their opinions are discounted by some of these folks. And, uh, it, and it, it saddens my heart that there's still a, uh, a good old boys network that kind of floats around some and, and judgments passed. 
And and Courtney and Kate, you know, you've talked about it on the podcast, but the uh, the women in leadership and that idea of how we support each other. And and I know you've read that book, you know, Don't Trip the Prom Queen. Ladies aren't exactly good to each other either. It gets to be a little competitive. But I, I, I think the judgment that we pass sometimes is a, a barrier we need to get over. And, and I will certainly say it's getting better, but uh, I, I think there's still pockets throughout the state, maybe a, a little further south than what a lot of you folks are, that that I, I don't know if lady superintendent candidates would really get a fair shake at some of the communities. Wow, thanks, Matt. That was very insightful. Yeah, sad but true. All right, guys, this question is, you have to give it to us in five words or less. Because the Bears game is getting ready yeah. to start. That's true. Okay. We want to respect the Bears time, except for Scott. He's a Packers fan, so he doesn't care. I got um, it all day. <laughs> <laughs> so what's one piece of advice in five words or less that you want to give all of our listeners out there today regarding work around women in leadership? And Corey, go first. Don't miss an opportunity to capitalize on the best people in your organization. Lance. Be yourself no matter the situation. Joe. Chase your dreams, no matter, no matter, our, no opportunity is not too big for you. It's more than five, but we appreciate that. Oh, it seven? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've all been more than five, but we call out Joe. <laughs> well, that's typical. That's typical. <laughs> we love Joe. That's we cool. do love Joe. We love Joe. Matt. Joe, I've got a 1-800 number if you need a support network. There's uh, this like abuse spouse number. I think it would work. <laughs> um, I'll be happy to share. Oh, please um, do. <laughs> open hearted all the time. And I would say be be present in everything you do. Scott. Mine would be uh, just kind of the how you guys do this. Find a mentor. Do something together. Because I think like how you and Kate worked so close together. That's just a great thing. And I... I know that I would not have gotten where I am without a mentor. Okay, so we're going to begin to wrap up, but here's one of the reasons that we wanted all of you to come together today. We have a huge, big announcement and we need people to get out a piece of paper and a pen to write this down. But one of you on this call reached out to us. Many of you have actually on the call either send us an email or you'd reach out to us and you'd text us and talk to us. But one of you in particular has been a big supporter and promoter, and that is Corey Tafoya. And the reason that we wanted to highlight Corey right now is because he has had an idea about the first ever F4 leader event. And we were like, this is kind of crazy. He has been ambitious about it. He's been persistent about it. And we want Corey to talk to our listeners about what his vision is and what this might look like. And then Kate and I are also, we have another great announcement to make after that before we mm-hmm. sign off today. But Corey, would you tell everyone what your idea is for this F4 leader event for unsupervised leadership, please? Well, I think number one, that's how they uh, categorize hurricanes too, right? F4, F5. I think what's coming to Harvard, hopefully will be at least F4, maybe even F5. But I think that truly, Courtney and Kate, you don't and uh, really appreciate how much influence you are having amongst leaders in our state. And I don't just mean women, but but this 
dialogue that you're having is really important. I thought, well, let's kind of move that to a face-to-face because I think there's a lot of people that reply to you, give emails and give you feedback various ways. But if we could put all those people into the same room and make this an event where people have the opportunity to meet each other and network and have hear some from speakers to uh, solidify the message in Plus, meet you in person. There's a lot of people that live in outside a state or around that would love to meet the two of you in person. I thought if we could do something like that, host an event where everyone could get together and celebrate this accomplishment and maybe tying in with other uh, news you have coming, it would be a great thing. So we have a tentative date set for June where we're going to gather and we're working on the details. But that's my idea. We would have to, of course, have amazing drinks. Uh, We would have to have a little sparkle moment, of course. Uh, So there's all kinds of little ways to, I think, make this very fun. But I am excited to just be a part of it and then kind of put the structure in place, then stand uh, back and watch you guys dazzle the crew. I I think it'd be a really fun event. So Corey's our stage manager, Kate. Don't you love it? He's our stage manager and he came up with the best event ever. And Corey, we're, we have a lot of things planned for you. So we can't wait for you to approve them. He's going to get afraid and back yeah. out. Yeah. So uh, do we have a date? June, June 22nd. Yeah. And it'll be um, at the Star Line, which is this beautiful location in Harvard. I have actually a meeting this Tuesday with their event coordinator to kind of look at what type of food we want to have and special drinks. Cause of course we got to have a drink to make it on brand. So uh, I really am excited about what it's going to turn into. And I think as that gets official, we'll, uh, we'll share it with out with your crew. Thank you. Thanks for being awesome. Thanks for the idea. We love this so much. Kate, do you also want to drop to our announce uh, to all of our listeners? Do you want to announce what is coming up for us? Oh, our big news. Our big news officially. Do you okay, think everyone, are you ready for this? We're ready. Yeah. We officially have a book and have been picked up by a publisher. So right now we Ooh. need you all to agree that we can use what you say in this podcast in chapter eight. <laughs> because we have a whole uh, chapter that wait, wait. we're going to be talking about men who love unsupervised leadership and why men are critical to the success of women. And we do believe that for each of you. Kate, instead of doing a would you rather, do you know what I think we should do before we close out? We should go around for you and me, and then we can say each of these men and what it would be one word that we would use to describe each of these men. Do you want to do that? That'd be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah, this is a fun game. Okay. All right. So let's start. I'll go first. I'll say their name. You say who they are to you. Okay. To me or to us? We'll say us. Okay. So to us, you do one round and I'll do one round. Okay. Corey. The ultimate supporter. Matt. A counselor. Lance. Oh, he's like a big brother. Joe. Joe's a go-getter. Scott. The kindest soul on the planet. Okay. All right. Wow. That was good. I feel really proud of my Okay, my turn. You go, you go through our list and then I'll okay. add. Okay. We're going to go from the bottom up. Scott. Genuine. Hmm. Pitts. I mean, Joe. Fun and a pants ripper. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lance, a thinker, Matt, a counselor and a true friend. I was going to say, I said counselor. Okay. Corey (laughs) friend. Corey would be our road manager and coach. Oh, that was good. Do you guys feel good about yourselves right now? You should, we should all do shots. Okay. So 
As we wrap up, we're going to ask each of you to say one F4 leader. You can't say us because we know that we would be your favorite F4 leaders, but one F4 leader, someone who is fun, fabulous, fierce, and female that you believe all of our listeners should be following or watching. Let's start with Lance. You're up. You love putting the pressure on me right off. I think I was first on like three or four of the questions. I know. Although she's not formally in a leadership position right now, she's still providing leadership all throughout the state. And I would say Lori Frank Hopkins. Yes. Love Lori. She's been a guest. She's been a guest on the podcast. Yes. Good. Who's next? I think I'm next. I have to pick two, though. Uh, I would have to, of course, say my assistant superintendent, uh, Dr. Vicki Larson. She is a tsunami of energy and positivity and so talented and just tenacious in whatever she does. And she is someone you definitely need to follow. But I also admire a great deal. Kathy Hines, she's the superintendent in Crystal Lake 47. I, how does she know everything that is going on well before the rest of us? So whenever I'm confused, which is often, I call Kathy, she brings me out of the woods and she just always cares about other people and what's going on and wants the best for them. And I just admire her a ton. Two great leaders. Awesome. Who's up? I'll go. I, I think uh, I mentioned my assistant principal um, just recently, but I, I think she's she's on the verge of being great. So it's one of those things that, um, you know, getting her out, lifting, and she's coming and by storm, and she's been able to to really accelerate uh, old Corey from a department of special ed, and she's got a bright future ahead of her. So Jen okay. Hughes. Very good. So uh, I'll jump in. Um, it, let me tell you, I was I – was, really relieved that you didn't do a would you rather I, I was a little nervous when you brought that up that could have been scary but uh I might have been more nervous with you guys just offering up a description for us uh, I don't know if you guys were nervous I was a little nervous I'm like oh, holy crap what are they gonna say so th there's two that come to mind and, and you've you've had her on the show early on but Dr. Nancy Blair Nancy is just an incredible leader incredible asset to education been uh somebody that I've, I've followed her around like a groupie to to try and learn everything I could from her she's she's amazing and and somebody that I truly admire another person who strikes me as a, a really fantastic f4 leader is uh Dr. Darcy Benway she's the uh superintendent at O'Fallon Township High School um Darcy's a friend known her a lot of years um Darcy is awesome at running her district. She is incredible at details and incredible at taking care of her folks and really uh, has a good perspective on things. Um, she's tough. She's tough with passion. And I like that about her. Good one. All right. Scott my person, uh, she's retired now, but uh, she was my mentor and just made a big difference in the state of Illinois. And that's Dr. Christine Survey. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what, everyone? It's game time. It is game time. Good luck to the Chicago Bears today. We won't say anything about the Packers, but we will say that we love the five of you. You are amazing leaders. You're great dads. Thank you for all of you coming on and taking this opportunity and chance with us on Unsupervised Leadership today. Kate, I'm going to turn it over to you to sign us out. All right, everyone, if you need any male friends, here they are. You can follow them all on Twitter. They're all amazing. They're our best friends. So now they're your best friends. And always remember, if you don't have a seat at the table, you can always sit with us. Until next time. <laughs>